episode is coming to you from northwestern Montana, which is where my husband, my dog and I have landed after spending eight adventure-filled days road tripping from our former home in New York City. Along the route, we visited the Indiana Dunes on the shore of Lake Michigan. Still blows my mind that it's a lake and not the ocean. Badlands National Park and very cheesy, very touristy Mount Rushmore. After all that traveling, it felt amazing to unpack and find a base here in Big Sky Country. Our cabin is on the lake with a mountain backdrop. We can spot hummingbirds, deer and bald eagles right off the deck. It is really something. But anyway, on with the show. Ever since we launched this podcast, I have been dying to interview a guest who met their person while traveling. And today, that's exactly what we've got for you. An international love story. Ruben Arabas and Rachel Pregunta, the couple behind the popular blog and Instagram Gammon Traveller, crossed paths for the first time when Ruben, who is from Spain, was exploring the Philippines. He was on a tight budget and using the site couchsurfing.com to find free places to crash each night, which is how he wound up staying with Rachel, a self-employed digital marketer and mom to an 18-month-old boy. The two hit it off, fell in love, and in 2015 started backpacking together. Fast forward to now, and the couple have built a successful income monetizing their blog and social media and running an agency that helps solopreneurs follow in their footsteps. In this episode, we talked about traveling on a budget, building a successful blog, finding time to just be a couple when you also run a business together, making long distance relationships work, and taking an open-hearted approach to strangers. Well, Ruben and Rachel, welcome to the trip that changed me. It's so great to have you guys. We are so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting us. As somebody who settled down with a person who literally lived about 20 minutes from my house, I have kind of a deep fascination with people who partner with somebody from a totally different country and cultural background. I think it's like the most romantic thing ever. So I can't wait to hear more about how you two found each other. But Ruben, I'd love to start with you first. You've visited more than 85 countries. It sounds like you've always loved to travel. Where did that passion come from? I think the the passion came from from checking the maps when I was smaller. I didn't start traveling very early. I was just traveling in Spain. And after 25 years old, I was so excited to travel and I started traveling, traveling and I never could stop. So I quit all the things I have in Spain and I started just to travel full time. And how did you afford to travel full time? Because I was saving money. I was working as a taxi driver in Spain. So I still have my own taxi. So in the middle of the trip, I was coming back and next day I was able to work, saving money, spending little. And that's how I was doing for two or three years until we started doing the blog. Cool. And so taxi driving, that's an interesting job. Uh, What were some of the most interesting experiences you had doing that? Many, (laughs) many interesting experiences. I met so many people in the taxi. I met friends. I met a lot of people who guide me in life, like advising. So many experiences. I was working like 10 years. It was really nice experience. And I've been still working until two years ago, a few days. Oh, wow. And so when you went to the Philippines, 
what was it about the Philippines that that appealed to you? Why did you want to go there specifically? To be honest, I was going there because I was visiting like one year already in Asia and I was visiting slowly like two weeks or one month per country, like some of them very small. And it was the next in the list. I went to Hong Kong overland from Singapore and at one point I had to buy a flight ticket. Okay, let's start for, from Philippines. And it's when I met Rachel in the first day of the Philippines. <laughs> So you, it sounds like you were traveling on a budget, but you were doing a lot of backpacking and hitchhiking and couch surfing. Did you use couchsurfing.com? And for anybody who isn't familiar with couch surfing, can you explain what that is? Yes, of course. I was visiting many places, like staying in cheap hotels, hostels, and I was using mostly hiking and couch surfing. Couch surfing is a website where uh, locals, they can host you. Uh, they can offer you a room or a couch, whatever they have. Even they cannot host you, it's also interesting. You can meet them for coffee or for a beer. And that's how I met Rachel. She was hosting me in the Philippines. So do you, you don't have to pay them? It's just kind of the people give it up for free? Is that how it works? Yes, of course. There is no profit. Mm -hmm. So you send a few requests with people and they could accept or they can offer a meetup, whatever is always good for a traveler. Do you see someone's profile and you drop them a message or how did you end up coming across Rachel? Yes, you just research for the location you are going and you see the, I usually look for the most active people. That's how I find, I found her and I just send a message. Nice. And then I guess the question for Rachel is, <laughs> it's a very generous and pretty brave thing <laughs> to open up your home to a total stranger. What inspired you to do couch surfing? It was really interesting because um, I have a friend, a local, who travels a lot around Asia. And he's, he's been bugging me for a few years before uh, to join couch surfing. And I said, I don't have time for that because I was working in sales, literally. And I was outside the home all the time. Um, this is before I had my baby. And uh, so, yeah, so I said, um, no, that's not interesting for me. And then when I when, when I got pregnant and then I decided that I would um, build a career from home, I was too much of an extrovert. And it was the same feeling like right now in mm -hmm. with the quarantine and the pandemic and everything. I'm, I'm, I since I need to start a career and I need to take care of a baby, I need to stay at home. And then I finally gave it a try, heart surfing. And so I hosted, I think, for two, one and a half years or two years straight. And that was the time that I got introduced to travel because I didn't really travel before. So I got introduced to travel, travelers, and it's my first time to really meet um, foreigners. Um, so I hosted backpackers I hosted moms bringing their child friends so young people people older than me I mean it can be quite scary but the good thing was before back when it um a few years ago um couchsurfing has like a testimonial um system so if you're hosting someone that has traveled before or has stayed with a lot of people before there are testimonials from the previous hosts. So I try to judge people in that way. Or also before, like people would send really long messages, like really sincere ones. So 
I like to judge them in that way, which is so funny because when Ruben sent me a request, uh, it was like really short and it was obviously <laughs> copy pasted <laughs> to like a lot of people. And I almost did not host him because of that. But I was thinking, hey, there was like a night free, my, my guest. And usually they become friends, uh, they become my friends. So my guest was already leaving or it was, he was there actually when, and I said there was space because I had a bigger apartment back then. So I decided, yeah, why not host him? I mean, he wouldn't have a place to stay because it's just me or my friend who were active in, in our city back in the day. So, yeah. That's so funny. So do you remember what his message to you said? It was so short, like, oh, I, I, um, hello, like, I needed, I, like, didn't even mention my name, like, uh, I'm, I'm arriving at this, at, at these dates, uh, I would, uh, I would be happy to be hosted, something like that, uh, and then Ruben, yeah. <laughs> and did you meet up, up with each other before he came to stay on your couch? No, because usually you will meet them because my house is like 10 kilometers from the airport. So, uh, of course, once they arrive, they, they would go to the town area and then you'll have to meet them. Yeah, that's so funny. And it's also interesting that you said you were kind of getting this flavor of what travel was from the perspective of all the people that were passing through your home. Who were some of the mm. other people? And what were the travel stories that kind of sparked that wanderlust in you? Yeah, um, I mean, most of them were backpackers, of course, because that's mm. why they were using couchsurfing. Like there would be a small number who were just curious because my first ever guest was an American from Boston. He was actually an entrepreneur and an author, and he didn't even have any previous testimonials because he just wanted to try out the website. And my friend assured me that he would uh, be with me to to like meet up the person first in the mall before, you know, um, before I invite him in my house. But um, I was just interested to meet him because I was also working online. So, yeah, turned out well, good thing. He was really a good person. So um, <laughs> uh, he left the next day because he just wanted to try out like what couchsurfing feels. So, yeah. So that was okay. But then after that, it was mostly backpackers. And a lot of them, because I was already around 25 at, at the time, I think, 24, 25. And a lot of the travelers were actually younger than me. Some are older because I met a mom with a kid, but a lot of them were younger or my age. So it was just amazing to see people from different parts of the world. I would hear from them how travel is such a big part of their life and that you know, some of them have quit school or quit work, like have like, um, or they try to find quick jobs in different countries, you know, just to fund their travels and to to be at home meeting all these people and hearing their stories and what they think about travel. Yeah, made me realize that maybe there's something that is missing in my life. And well, Ruben was the last person to really like push me like, now you really have to start experiencing traveling for yourself. So that's where everything, when everything started. I'm so impressed that you were managing to juggle being your own boss, raising a child <laughs> and hosting these backpackers. That seems like a lot. How did you manage to do all of that? It was a lot. And, and funny enough that you mentioned that because there were times that, because 
there were times that I'd be working at night. Like if I, I work with people from the U.S., I would be working late. And with the baby, like their routines are not very set yet. So that would be hard. So there were times that I was like really, really tired. But I think I'm just like a big people person. So when I'm with other people, I just get so much energy from them. And so I guess because and because I'm meeting new people all the time, I guess that keeps things interesting. Like if I have to like spend the day outside, my my mom, my parents live in the same city, so they would be there. Okay, you can uh, we can get the baby out of your hands for a bit. Uh, they don't understand why I'm doing couch surfing, but I assured <laughs> them that it was safe, and they're like, okay, up to, uh, up to you. They they know me as someone who does weird things all the time but they <laughs> but they let me they let me I assure them that I'm happy that that it's safe and I guess they don't have a choice but yeah I, I'm so grateful that they help me in some days when when some days can get really really crazy oh they sound like great parents it's good to have support <laughs> um and then Ruben when you first arrived at Rachel's what was your first impression of her well, <laughs> we were chatting before, like we met like online like 10 days before. So we have high, high expectation. When I saw her, I was thinking because I couldn't see a picture of her before. no. So I was thinking, wow, she's so pretty. <laughs> I, I like her. <laughs> that, that's the first impression. <laughs> and then as you were getting to know her and you were telling her all of these travel stories, but you were encouraging her all along to start traveling as well. So what was the moment when you were like, hey, you should come somewhere with me. I'll show you. Actually, it took so much time because I was coming here for, from Spain for work and going there. And I was like living together with her. She was doing online job and we were not traveling the first year. But later we started, she told me, you need to do a a blog and she helped me like 80% of the things she was doing and uh, we started writing and it's when in 2016 after we started with my stories we started traveling together and we didn't stop as a couple at the beginning like more on a budget and later we could manage to go in a high level budget <laughs> All right, let's rewind for a minute because I didn't realize that you were going back and forth between the Philippines and Spain for almost a year. So during that first visit, how did the romance kind of start between you guys? But we did travel, remember, like to Puerto Galera together for like two weeks, I think. Three days. Three days. Oh. We met two, two weeks there because I have only two weeks and I was going to Australia for work. I, stay, I was planning to stay there only two or three days, but finally I stayed two weeks and we were traveling together to Puerto Galera and Manila. Yeah. But short trips, like for me, it's, like, it's not traveling because it's I was no getting... travel for him. <laughs> yeah, for, for her it was like an amazing experience. I mean, for me, it was an amazing experience. Like as a travel for her, it's like, oh, like a Filipino usually going four days is already a big trip. But for me, it was like like a short trip, of course. It's funny because when I met Ruben, he already, uh, so he extended two weeks. but And he was really, really, well, 
um, I've met Spanish people before and they're really warm people. So that's nice. But he, I, he really paid so much attention to my kid, which was really amazing to see. Uh, I have a memory of him telling me, oh, oh, I should take your, your baby outside for like a walk. And oh. I was unsure, but I was like, yeah, why not? And then I think I felt like it was too long. He's trying to call his number and he has a Spanish number. And I'm like trying to figure out, oh my God, where are these people? Where are they? Like, I, But it was just, it was not very long, but I was so worried. And I was like thinking, why did I trust this person? No, no, no. But yeah, he came back and they were so happy. So that, that was amazing. It was like a little realization that he likes kids or he's just like a good person overall. But he has plans to go to Australia already to kind of work there for a bit. And he was telling me that he would meet me again. And in, and I was like, sure, if you think you would come back, then you're free to come back. But in my head, I was I was trying to set no expectations. Like, there are no expectations, though. You come back when you want, um, but you didn't have to. And so at this uh, point, did you guys openly discuss having feelings for each other? I mean, no. I mean, I told him <laughs> that I, it's funny because I told him in the Filipino culture, like, if you don't text me every day, then um, you won't assure me that you actually really like me. <laughs> I mean, because Western people will not really court, uh, do not really go into serious courtship. And uh, I understand that, but I was like kind of teasing him that all Filipino people, we like to text each other and um, you, you need to send me a message every day. It was kind of, I was kind of like teasing him, but he did that. <laughs> Even if he did not have proper internet access, he would find internet like once a day. Anyway, he needed to do it for, for some reading or whatever, but it, it, I really appreciated that, that he would send me a message every day checking in checking in on me so it was nice I think I tried to never really set everything in stone but he did come back after that I I don't remember how long after that but he did continue contacting me so that so that was good that was really sweet well it sounds like you two were pretty smitten early on (laughs) (laughs) it must have been difficult to to do the long distance thing how did you how did you bridge the gap when you were in different time zones in different countries uh for me I think well we we like each other a lot I would say I would say that and I guess we try to communicate as much as we can I have this ongoing joke that every time Ruben because now we travel together but before when he has to leave all the time and he um, you know, sets foot in a plane, he would always tell me that maybe this is not going to work. And now it, be- it became a joke to me because I'm kind of expecting it. Every time <laughs> he's in a plane without me, he's going to have that moment. And um, I-, I learned to handle it. I think as the time passed by, we learned how to handle those kinds of things. But yeah, I guess it's just open. I mean, it's, it's tough. And so it's just like open communication and maybe, yeah, just always trying to work on it because I know that he's a big traveler and I believe personally in, in growth. So I know that if I start 
a relationship with him that I cannot stop him from doing what he wants because before he um because he kind of set his life that he wanted to become a traveler so it's it's in my head that it would be tough or that I know that he would not be around all the time I did give him like a small ultimatum because he the longest time we were apart was like five or six months because he went on a biking trip with a friend from uh, Spain to Norway, just biking for five months. And I said, that would be the, the last trip you would take this long. <laughs> After That's a long trip. To come. <laughs> it was a long trip, but he came back. In to, um, and I remember at the end of it, I, my friends were telling me, oh, Rachel, you, you can't be with this person. Like he would always want to be not with you. And I was telling him that, but he already bought a flight to surprise me that he's coming back after the trip. So that was that was really amazing. And then he came back and that actually, that's when we started the blog seriously because we kind of launched the blog in English with that story of him biking that long. And what was the moment when you, you know, you had that light bulb moment and decided that you should launch a blog, a travel blog together? I was writing my stories like in a WordPress, like more like a diary. And I have plenty of time there. But she was guiding me how to write because even my English is still not good, but she makes me improve a lot and taught me a lot of how to write, to read this blog is good. So I was checking those things. And finally, we decided, she was deciding to help me to make it more professional. And yeah, without realizing, like we started writing articles and we were sharing in Facebook groups and we got so many followers, messages, emails, and yeah, we started and started until today. Because Rachel, you work in marketing, right? So you kind of know how to promote these things and generate a following, I imagine. Yeah, but um, so I would always work for companies, right? Like I would be an assistant digital marketer or some, some, so I have set tasks all the time. So when Ruben came back after his trip, uh, after his long trip, I was thinking that uh, I think it was time to take it more seriously because I can see him that he really wants to travel continuously and I want to continue building a career online so uh we we really talked about it if you would really like to do it seriously then we can jump into you know really launching it in english this time and yeah we took it we tried to set up like lead magnets that that kind of stuff like it's all it's all very markety because of my work i would say but but it it was it was a really fun time because there was a huge momentum back then so it was fun because we really, although we started the blog talking about um, traveling with no money. So that was like our big tagline, travel with no money. We released this ebook, how you can travel around the world really with no money. Like it was a really fun ebook because even people on Reddit would say, what are they talking about? Like, how are they doing it with no money? So uh, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a really funny guide, but that's when we started um, having traction and then that's when we started uh, meeting friends online and and also on the Instagram side of things that's when we started to learn how to use it so it was kind of on the side we were building a small work related to Instagram and then yeah we just started traveling um, building work on the side 
and uh, I guess we didn't stop well until now but yeah but that's how it all started <laughs> and your first big trip outside of the Philippines together was Bali Indonesia which was a place that Ruben had been to several times but Rachel this was your first experience of traveling outside the Philippines right so did you do any research ahead of time or were you happy to just trust Ruben with the itinerary because he'd been before? I definitely trust Ruben. Um, I, I trust Ruben because he saw me that I have this book. Do you remember that I have this book before I started any travel? Yeah, I was getting inspired by all the couch surfers that, uh, uh, that I've made friends with. And I bought this Lonely Planet from like a bookstore. It was like really on sale. And he he was like really laughing because why would you want to go to um Indonesia? I said I know because I've heard I heard Bali is beautiful, and although he didn't want to travel again there because he's he's seen it a lot of times, he was happy to visit with me. And I I would say it's one of my favorite um places. Um, it's a little bit close to the Philippine culture, but also very very different. And it's just amazing. It was our little um, home outside of the Philippines. We try to visit humans every year. And Ruben, you were used to doing a lot of solo travel before this. So was there an adjustment period when you first began exploring with Rachel? How did you feel about suddenly having a partner in crime along for the ride? It was different, the experience. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I I got used to very easy, and I had to say, the first trip outside the Philippines for Rachel was in Bali, but oh, <laughs> it really? was Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand. <laughs> My bad. My yes. research isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe she doesn't even remember. Like we were traveling in the Philippines, and yeah, but we've been traveling in Southeast Asia like so many times, like short trips. At the beginning, we started traveling together with the blog and with Instagram they were invited us to stay like we were doing couch surfing but they started hotels to invite us and it's when we changed the the way of traveling like you need to take pictures we were learning because I was only thinking about meeting locals like couch surfing that's what I like and we focus in staying first in guest houses hotels and we were getting more invitation than days we have for the trip so it's when we started planning later with hotels and guest houses what was it about this trip to bali that was so significant for you two i think for me it's a for um in my perspective because um bali is very it's popular because it's in the eat pray love movie and i i've watched that movie and so that that was a, a big inspiration for me and I mean, being there, it was just, it was very beautiful for me, especially like um, the introduction to the Hindu culture. So, um, so again, it's kind of a mix of um, being comfortable because they are um, Asians. Um, I know the language is different, but um, you just feel comfortable because um, uh, they're almost like uh, local people, but then you see like a new part of it. And it, it's just like a real, I mean, at first I, w- I was surprised because I thought it, they would have like um, amazing beaches and because the beaches in the Philippines are, are like really blue mm-hmm. and are like incredible and Thailand has the same. And 
and being in Bali, they they have surfing beaches. So it was a little bit um, of a surprise for me. But then we loved Ubud. I think uh, for me, um, that was the the more beautiful part for me. And we started going back there every year, and it's beautiful for for me. Plus, um, on an Instagram side, there were a lot of hotels there. Because Bali is sort of like the starter pack for vloggers. <laughs> There's like a joke. Yeah. Vloggers will go there and they have a lot of amazing properties. And technically, it's one of the uh, cheaper countries to visit if you're a new traveler. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful and amazing. And Ruben, why is Bali special to you? I mean, I like Bali because Rachel is always choosing Bali. But <laughs> for me, as... As a travel, it's not my favorite place because I can see so many foreigners, but it's true. Once you are going there, it's a place to be because it's easy for work. Everything is really cheap. You can meet people. There are locals everywhere. They are so friendly. Yeah, I like more to visit new places I've not been and to try to meet other culture. But it's true, like the culture in Bali is really nice because you can see in the tempest, like different dates you are traveling to Bali. There is a festival. And it's always surprising and interesting. You always find new things. Yeah, and Bali's definitely pretty established on, you know, the typical backpacker trail, which mm-hmm. makes it a really easy place to to travel, which is good. That even granted that it's much easier to travel around there. You know, when you're traveling on a budget and you're backpacking, there can be a lot of logistical <laughs> challenges. <laughs> so yeah. what sort of challenges did you guys deal with as a couple while you were there? In Bali, yeah, I mean travel wise, um, because Bali is like a just an island, right? And to travel there, um, it would be best if you know how to ride a scooter and or if you're comfortable traveling in that way, which is although Ruben knows he really knows how to travel with a scooter, um, he would prefer a car or that. It's not um it's not his favorite way to travel. So we don't do it a lot unless we really want to. And Anusa Penida is like one of the most um popular places to visit there. It's like um a two hour, three hour um drive from the town. And uh I remember we had two separate trips, we both fell from this scooter. Oh no. <laughs> the first time um, I mean it's not a really really big accident but the first time it happened I had a wound on my on my knee it, it was not really painful but it looked painful to others because I was like bleeding and we didn't have ta- uh, we didn't have anything really to to fix that and uh, in one of the st- in one of the turns a local and it was um, such an amazing memory there was like a local um, lady who really stopped us and although she cannot talk to us she told um she kind of gave us a signal to stop and she treated my wound which was like really Aww. really sweet and um yeah it was it was really amazing so and then we visited where we needed to visit and we came back it, w- it was just really funny that every time we go there uh, we would um get a fall some kind of a fall but um, I mean, luckily, not really, really serious ones. But yeah, Bali is very popular for driving in scooters. I know a lot of people like it. Uh, and especially, it's much more freeing. And no, uh, relationship-wise, did you mean like, do we have any problems traveling there as a couple? 
Well, we could also no. touch on that because, you know, traveling with a partner, that's not a lot, a lot of opportunity for space and time apart. So you guys must have found ways to kiss and make up pretty quickly um, so that the trip can continue. <laughs> what did you guys learn about conflict resolution while you were there? I mean, the thing about Bali is every time we are there, we so we expect to work with hotels, like a lot of them, but also we expect to meet more people because uh, it's some kind of a hub for digital nomads. So um, every time we're there, we always check with the community who's going to be there. So it's it's kind of, um, it's I think it's a good thing. Well, it has some downsides, but the good thing is that you meet other people, which mm. is nice because just being together the whole time, just the two of us, yeah, it can get a little bit tough, especially when we decided to really work together. Uh, we have very, very different working styles coming from two different cultures. <laughs> and um, I mean, until now, that's still something that we're really trying to work on. And I mean, it's fun to see how we've changed in in the last years. But yeah, um, we're really trying to understand each other when it comes to working styles. Because um, Ruben has a really strong work ethic. And, and as a Western, he could shift from... I'm I'm in a vacation mode or travel mode, but in the next 15 minutes, I can really work um, super focused. And I just, I don't really work in that way. Ruben can basically move around and then shift to working seriously in, in, in no time. And my head doesn't work in that way. So he tries to really help me, like to really help me with the focus thing. And he tries to set rules for work. So it, it's, it's really funny because sometimes I would, oh, we want to work. We, I want to meet more people and then I want to party. And Ruben is like, but we have this. And then we have, and we have these deadlines and we have this work. And you're the one who really wants to work so hard while traveling. So you really need to kind of um, control the partying and everything. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing about being partners in business and in love is finding those moments of separation. So this is work time and this is us time. Uh, so yeah, I guess you have to both find ways to collaborate on that in order to be productive. I mean, Ruben, are you feeling like you, you want to have, how are we having personal time? Oh, we, we, we rarely have personal time when we're traveling <laughs> together. Because we are always traveling, yeah. like we've been doing so much work. I would really like to focus in having more time for ourselves. Like also sometimes we are traveling with the little hands. So it's like, it's like you need to enjoy the moment and all the activities you are doing, the places you are visiting. But we don't have so much time for relaxing because the relaxing part when you are traveling is for work. And we try to split the tasks. I mean, we are managing really good, but yeah, still there are many things to do. And you cannot enjoy the trip as a vacation of two weeks uh, so far. I think we try to travel slower, right? Um, that's one of the ways mm. we try to handle the workload. I mean, compared to a lot of travelers or like uh, people who are on holiday, we would always try to spend at least like a really good amount of time because we would always try to put in mind that um, how much workload we will have for a particular week. So we try to travel uh, as slow as we can, or uh, we try to plan ahead. Like if we will, we will know we will not have a good connection 
which doesn't happen in a lot of places. In most places, the connection is good. But if you're traveling in, let's say, in the Philippines, like a lot of the islands in the Philippines have really, really bad connection. So we would always try to do a lot of workload the week before. And then we need to set expectations that we will have very bad connection. I mean, those are really bad days. Every time you have bad connection in a particular place, it's a really tough time. Mm, that is tricky. And so Ruben, as somebody who used to travel for pleasure and now you know it, their traveling is very much intertwined with their work, how how is that transition for you? How did that feel? It's totally different because I was always remembering the places I'm visiting with the local people I'm meeting. And now in a few places, I'm not meeting anyone, like just uh, tourism people, like it's not the same, like your friend is the guy, like you meet a local who is going to be your guide and he's going to tour you around. Yeah, it's different, the, the point of view. Do you ever miss it being just for fun? No, I mean, I now I've been traveling with the band just for fun and yeah, it's I enjoy more because you have more free time, but mm. we need to focus that in having more free time when we are traveling together and having that small separate time is really good. And Rachel, what about your son? He sometimes comes along on the trips with you. Is that right? Um, yeah. So the longest time that we would be without him would be like two months. But then when we're back in the Philippines, we would really make sure that we will travel with him like um, three to four weeks, sometimes even longer. So we take him to the islands. So he's pretty well-traveled when it comes to the Philippines that he's been to so many places. That's so cool that he got to experience so much. And does he sometimes stay with your parents? Yes. So, I mean, he's pretty much like really used to staying with my parents. And I I guess we I was just lucky I'm I'm just lucky to have like a really happy kid because um he's really happy when he's with us and then he's really happy when he's with my parents. I mean grandparents, they they just they spoil um every kid. So I guess he's happy when he's with them. I I think the only con that I see is um sometimes he would have like new rules when he's with us like we're we're very we have like a lot of rules and then he would not have a lot of rules when he's with the grandparents so that, that kind of stuff but yeah <laughs> um when when we're not traveling with him uh, there's a much bigger fear on my side like for example if we are on a bus in like a midnight bus, uh, I would feel really afraid. Like I don't want to sleep because I don't want anything bad to happen because I would always think that I need to come home safe. I need to come home safe to him, which is not the feeling that that fear is not there when we're traveling with him because if he's um with us, then um it doesn't matter where we are because because he's kind of my home. So if he's with us, then um, I'm at home. And so if he's not with us, then I, I always have this feeling that, you know, I need to come back again. That's a beautiful way of putting it. I love that. I mean, it's really nice because he has so much energy 
and oh. he's ready for everything. He has no problem like he likes swimming activities, hiking, and he has so much energy. So at the end of the day, he can like maybe seven, eight p.m. Sometimes he's like falling asleep. No more energy, but he really, he really enjoyed the place. Like he's having so much fun in the trips in the Philippines. Yeah, it must be an incredible experience for a young child to see so much of the world. So, Gammon Traveler, where did the name come from? The name came from Colombia because I was traveling on a budget. Um, people in Colombia, they call people who spend so much time in the street in Colombia, like it's more focused about beggars, but for uh, me, like they were using the the word later for when you are so dirty or, or or things like that, and it was it was fun for me that word because since the same language Spanish, I wasn't familiar with that, and I was like just you know it's like nice oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah you learned some some South American slang <laughs> yes <laughs> all right guys the big question I'd love to hear from you both where you think you would be now if Ruben had never stayed on Rachel's couch? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think I will keep traveling. I'm not sure. Like, who knows? But I guess at one point I will be settling down in any country, like not in Spain. I, w- I think I will, even with that, I will be living in other country. But I mean, I think I will I will be doing the same I was doing before I met Rachel, like not blogging and anything for sure. What about you, Rachel? I think I would not be as big of a traveler um, as I am right now if I did, didn't meet Ruben. Because the way people look at travel here, or at least in my circle, it's always a holiday or a vacation. So that means a lot of high expenses and it also means that you can do it a lot because um the perspective of travel with Ruben is 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 kind of like a way of life like um you can make it happen like you can live traveling which means it's not extravagant um it's just like a really different mindset so and I had to really really look at it at a different way because I knew I wanted to be good in what I'm doing uh, when it comes to work and marketing. But now I try to balance it with travel. Like, um, so it's kind of like a big change in my perspective, in my perspective when it comes to looking at um, how, how I need to be successful when it comes to work. To me now being successful um, in my life means that I have this huge balance with knowing that Ruben is happy with, um, and, you know, continuing traveling and everything and the blog, of course, and still getting a lot of growth personally for me, for work and also as a person, as a mom. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I'm so <laughs> glad you guys found one another and it seems like, you know, you're building the coolest life together. So I can't wait to see what you do next. Before you guys go, I'd love to do just a quick fire round. So what is one thing that you believe every person should experience in their lifetime? I mean, I would say traveling is like, you need to travel because it's like, for me, it's my passion. And since I started traveling, it's like, I removed the other parts from the other life. 
and I can be more happy because I can be happier than I was before because I can see how other countries are not so lucky. For example, for me, like Western countries, like we have so many opportunities and things is like life is so easy, even within is so complicated. I can see other countries like Philippines and in Asia, South America, they don't have the same opportunities and I'm super happy about it. I take advantage of, of the time, all the time. If you could teleport anywhere just for the day, where would you go and what would you do? Teleport, um, just for day. For me, it's New York. I've never been to the US, but way before I thought about traveling because um, I love Broadway's. New York is this uh, big dream of me, like to visit, to watch a lot of Broadway shows. So I would like to teleport there for a bit and just to watch all the Broadway shows I could and then come back to my real life. <laughs> Great choice. New York is the best, even if I say so myself <laughs> as someone who lived there for eight years. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What is one thing that you never travel without? I don't know. I have like very simple luggage now. Like you need to have the adapter, like more things with the computer. And what I can, I like a saber. Like I always bring in a saber. It's the only thing I have. Like it's not usual to have. I could say that. Bringing a what? Sorry, a saber. Ah. Oh, a saber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no one's ever said that before but that is essential <laughs> Rachel do you have a favorite hotel oh my god um at the top of my head um Kabutagi in Greece I mean they're huge in social media and I mean we, we were so honored to to get invited to visit there but it's just really really beautiful Ruben what's a destination that's not so popular with tourists that you would recommend I think I would say Philippines. If you like beaches and and islands, and if you like Europe, East Europe, like Balkan countries, I think those are two trips. Like people, it would be nice for them to to have. Good choices, Rachel. Which country has the friendliest people outside the Philippines? I would say um, Thailand. Yeah. And they have really friendly, friendly people there. And they smile a lot and they are helpful. I remembered um, I got lost once there because I traveled without Ruben. And um, I didn't know that um, you can't just ask anyone and that they wouldn't know how to speak English. But I, 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 we were able, I was able to go around Thailand without um, really talking to any people. And Ruben and I had a lot of crazy experiences in Thailand. Uh, backpacking but we were able to um, hitchhike in trucks with people Ooh. who can't speak the language so it was just so crazy but people were just so nice they could see that we needed rides and they would trust us even if we look weird with all the huge backpacks we had but yeah really really nice people you guys have so many good travel stories you could do so many podcasts with all the material <laughs> Ruben what's the most unusual thing you've eaten while traveling I think maybe balot in the Philippines I tried this like the embryo the embryo mm -hmm. of the egg I only tried the embryo yes yeah. embryo in my second day in the Philippines mm -hmm. and it's like 
she was bringing me and I was so focused in Rachel and I wasn't even caring what I was eating like but it was okay I would not say no like a local is bringing you to a local place and later when I found out I never tried again it's like I mean it was good the taste but I was thinking oh my god wait an embryo from what animal it's like the embryo um and it's like a popular it's like a popular delicacy in the Philippines and we have this joke we we it's a, like a popular thing in the Philippines for uh foreigners to try like it's like the biggest challenge so every time I have a couch surfing guest um at night at their first night or second night I would take them to like a street food place to try that just to see the people who can and can eat them Ruben was one of the one who tried them. I, I, I hosted a Chinese kid, and he told me this is not even close to all the exotic food in China. But there were a lot of people who didn't want to try it. <laughs> That's amazing! What a fun ritual. <laughs> What's your top tip for traveling on a tight budget? Me, like always checking in advance. You check the prices for a cheap room. Like always, a good thing is like if you are in a budget is going in a lo- in a local buses and night buses like you save accommodation, and mm-hmm. for sure meeting locals they will give you always the best tips when you tell them no but I don't have so much budget because usually they will give you what's the best highlight so if you talk to them and you can get connections like they can drive you around and and you will have fun yeah very smart. And which destination is at the top of your bucket list? For me, I think um, Cappadocia in Turkey. Um, yes, that's, that's, uh, I mean, it's just really beautiful. And we haven't, um, have you been in Turkey, Ruben? Yes, yes, I've been taking notes for Cappadocia already. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, yes, that's like a big part of my bucket list. That's a great choice. Ruben, what about you? Me, to be honest, I don't have so many. The one I have is Japan and Korea because uh, before the pandemic, we already planned the trip for a month and it cost us like so much trouble because of the visa. Like it took so much time and I was preparing so much and we stayed at home like two or three months. Just so much expectation for that trip and it was in my head and I couldn't do. But apart from that, I don't have so many places in my bucket list. I mean, I want to visit all of them, but not a special place now. Yeah, that's frustrating. I hope you guys make it there soon. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was really fun. And thanks for being so open and talking about your relationship and how you met and all of the good stuff. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, it's one of the most fun podcasts we've ever done. This one is good. I love to hear that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was so fun. Thank you. (laughs) Glad. Before you go, where can people find you on the internet? So our website is Damin, G-A-M-I-N, Traveler, with one L, dot com. And on Instagram, it's at Gamin Traveler. So we're there all of the time. thank you for listening to this week's episode i hope you liked it we'll be back in two weeks time with more inspiring travel stories for your ears in the meantime you can learn more about us by visiting fulltimetravel.co or following us on instagram at full underscore time underscore travel if you have a story you want to share on the trip that changed me drop us a line and please be sure to rate review and follow so we can keep this adventure going (laughs) 